Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, y'all? And welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. It's your host, Josh here, and I am here with Mr. Adam. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Amazing. Happy to be here. Awesome, Adam. Adam, so tell everyone um, your gym name, where you guys are exactly located, and then um, fill us in a little bit on like the type of services you guys offer. Sure. So uh, the gym is Intrepid Gym in Hoboken, New Jersey, and we offer high-intensity interval training. We have multiple types of classes from you know, bodybuilding to classes on the turf, and then typical kind of high-intensity classes that one might associate similar to be like CrossFit. Yes, we were joking about this before we hopped on, but not CrossFit. <laughs> not CrossFit, no. Proudly not CrossFit. And we actually get a ton of people who want something like CrossFit, but don't, but not CrossFit. Awesome. So in a nutshell, kind of give us your background, right? What year did you start these businesses? Because at first I know there was three. So walk us through like, when did you first start? What year was that? And kind of what got you into saying you're going to go ahead and open up a gym? Of course, yeah. Started in 2011, I was gra- I graduated from college and was looking for a job in the finance world. Uh, in Hoboken here, we have something called Zog Sports, which is a social sports league. I was playing kickball with my brother and some older, he's older, so it was some more established people um, on the team. And they were all like, if you, having just working at myself, they're like, if you become a personal trainer, we would train with you. So at that point, got my personal training certification, was like, I'll make some extra cash, didn't have any ideas of what I, you know, I was gonna do anything with it. Uh, Quickly, I picked up almost the whole team and had 10, 15 clients and was to rent a space in this area, everyone wanted an arm and a leg, half half of what I was charging to the client, uh, multiple, it it was absurd. So I ended up, thinking, oh, I could save money just having my own little space, started it with $5,000 from my grandma and didn't have anything to, no mats to cover the floor, no equipment, nothing. I bought two barbells and a squat rack and started from there. Matt, so you went from boots, you went from financial future, right? Like in the job, in that financial industry to bootstrap in a gym with with $5,000. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Started with, it was cool. It was a thousand square feet. I remember getting these stall mats uh, from Craigslist and they were super dirty. And I remember scrubbing the floor with a little, like basically like a toothbrush and then using a little shot back to suck it up. So yeah, do that every day, trying to make sure it was as nice as possible. I love it, man. I love it. So it's, and guys, this just shows that you can start a gym by bootstrapping. For me, it was starting in an outdoor park. Right. And then oh, you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not to be able to get money to be able to get into an actual location. So, I mean, you start somewhere. So we like to talk in terms of models here, right? Like what's the model of the business? So when you're looking at the location that's open up right now, what are kind of the layers that you have? You know, is it just where everyone signs up and they go into group training? Do you have other services that you offer? Like, what does it look like in your client journey? The, yeah, our bread and butter is the group classes. So we always try to push people to sign up for that. We also have personal training. So client, we, uh, one thing that I always hated was I had nowhere to personal train. I was forced to, you know, start something on my own. So any of the personal trainers within Hoboken, we always welcome them and we don't take an, uh, charge an arm and a leg. 
So we have lots of outside trainers who bring their clients in. They're not forced to get memberships, nothing like that. So those are basically what we do. So we have personal training, we have to do classes. Awesome. And what's kind of fill me in at this. So you have, you used to have three locations. Now you've kind of um, consolidated to one location. Was that because of COVID? Like what was, what was going on there that you had to make that decision to switch everything down to one? Yeah. I, I mean, I've had the gyms now for 10 years and I, after four years in, I opened up a second location. And then about two years ago, I opened up a third. Um, And I think, you know, just, you know, as life has evolved, I was looking to, to move into to different, pivot into something else where I could use my business knowledge and, uh, you know, was looking to potentially sell to the locations. Uh, once COVID hit, you know, we all took a, a terrible uh, loss and I was, you know, it was either focus on one and focus on what I, and I had to focus on one. Otherwise, if I was dividing my time like I was prior to COVID, they all just would have gone down. So had to go back to my roots of cleaning the gym, teaching most of the classes, being there every day in and out. And without that, I think I just, you need that energy and that focus to otherwise people won't come back. I think that's so true. And I think that's something that people will fail to forget when you have multiple locations, you do have split attention, right? Yeah. And that's why sometimes it can be really hard with the multiple ones. So at this current location now, so now that things are back open, um, how are things looking? You know, are you guys back to where you were pre-COVID or are you guys growing back right now? We're growing back. I think we were about 30% revenue um, from pre-COVID um, or we're, we are at 30% now um, from what we were before COVID we are slowly eking our way back. So I think with, as the vaccines are rolling out, that's helped the last two, three weeks, it's been insane. So we've had a huge influx of new members and old members coming back and we had a very limited schedule. So I just added classes starting this week. Um, Yeah, so we're nowhere near what we were making prior to COVID. Yeah, give us an example on kind of numbers from clients. But by the way, it's really awesome to see like everything starting to open up. So this is kind of a congrats. Yeah. The energy you get from that is, is insane. I, it's You see all the people in there and it, it makes me very happy. Because we we're in Hoboken, we were shut down, you know, in New Jersey for about nine months. There's absolutely nothing. So we, we, we pivoted, we offered classes uh online for free and we also gave out all the equipment in the gym so we were empty so now being back open how many members are you guys serving here at at um, that location right now we i think there's probably 70 80 members right now and prior to covid it was closer to 400 wow so obviously that, that, you know, let's, let's kind of go back before COVID because you've grown that location in 10 years to 400 members, which is fantastic. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. so obviously marketing strategies kind of change a little bit with like COVID, like things change, but you know, when you're growing up to 400 over those 10 years, kind of how are you guys getting people in the door? You know, what did that, what did your client acquisition system look like? So 10 years ago, Groupon and Living Social yep. were the best thing in the world. It was you got paid to do it. You know, they provided basically no money to you 
um, for the people that came in, but at the people that came in was basically 100% sign up rate. So that was in the beginning, which was free. You know, as we've gone, those things don't exist anymore. I think they're just you know deal shoppers, and so we stopped doing those a long time ago. Probably three, four years ago, I really got into the the marketing aspect of it. Um, we you know had a whole marketing team, uh, outsourced marketing team who did uh, Facebook and Instagram leads. So it's yeah. been a whole journey of you know, using different CRMs or just emailing them. Was it automated? Was it not automated? Uh, in the, before COVID, we were spending, spending, uh, it was $700 on this marketing team per month. And then we were doing running ads for about $2,000 uh, through, through Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, so talk to us about that process in the client acquisition because we think that's, I mean, that's fantastic because so many times I hop in this, I'm like, hey, yeah, what did you do for marketing? Oh, we don't do any marketing. We just do word of mouth. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, having a system in place is key. So were you guys profitable on the Facebook ads? Was that something where you would run a Facebook ad and you come and someone comes in and pays right away? Or what was your, what was your process here? We had several different ads we run and we, we would test them all. So we'd run, you know, five different ads with different pictures and different copyright and see what, you know, test which one was working and we would disregard the rest. So we'd take like that top leader and run with that one. Most of the, the ones I liked were, we would do a, what was a 30 for 30 was one of our best deals. So $30 for 30 days. It was a, it was a low hanging fruit someone would jump on, they would take that. If you would, I notice if you offer something for free, you don't really get a, it's a, people don't use it. So they might say, they go on, they'll, they'll give you your, their email and all their information. And then you go say, all right, let's schedule your first day. And you know, they, they've disappeared. That's so true. if you need someone to, pro, to pay, provide any type of money, $1 to $30, if they can see the the benefit of it there, it was, uh, that worked tremendously well for us. Gotcha. And what did that $30 compare to your guys' actual group prices? So like what, for example, they would go from 30 days, $30 to then how, how much would you upsell them to? Yeah. The memberships range from 170 to 120. 170 to 120. Okay. So if the, having them pay the $30 and I was, I, we're super, I've had experiences as a customer of a gym, you know, where, you know, they nickel and dime you for every little thing. So to, to me, to, to offer something like that and just get somebody in the classes are happening anyways, you're paying rent anyways, you're paying your electricity bills anyways, for that extra person to come in just basically costs no money. So I always, uh, we offer super strong referrals too. So if I'm about to want, run one out because it's free, but, or I'll, I'm going to push it on Instagram, but, you know, sign up with a friend and both get a month free or, sign up with two friends and get two months free. You combine the referral game with the, with the paid marketing strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one thing that we'll sometimes see people run into when they're running, we call them like low bearer offers. So anything under like that hundred dollar mark is yeah. they run into a problem where they're not profitable on the acquisition side. So, you know, they're waiting, you know, a month to be able to actually make money from the client. 
And then by the time we get to that month, you know, they've already lost like 10 other clients. And so they kind of just fall in this like cyclical cycle of like being net zero every single yeah. month. Yeah. Did you guys see that problem happen when you're signing people up for 30 days or did you guys get enough people on the back end where it just made sense? I mean, I think the gym, the gym is doing well. So offering to get someone in for $30, you know, like I was saying, it's like you're, you're paying your, your coaches, you're paying everything anyways. So it doesn't matter to me if they come in for a, a, a you know a free month or two months whatever or six months but it's whatever if you can get them to transition to them to a um you know a regular member then you know if you could have you know 100 people give you three months for free and then they sign up for a year two years three years i'm happy to do that there you go. And I think that's a, such a good point because I think it's like your systems are everything. And a lot of times people will run a run paying advertising when their systems are broken, right? Like their retention sucks. They're losing people left and right. Like all these things, different things are happening. And then they just want to funnel people into a bucket that has, you know, holes in the bottom. Of yeah. Yeah. I would just, I think one thing I'm always very proud about is like not being was like uh, penny rich and pound foolish. If you're looking to get if you want every, if your time and you, what you're offering is so valuable that you can't give any away, then, you know, people won't ever get the chance to see value in it. So you can do things like we even, we do little things for members where, you know, if it's, uh, you want to bring a friend in, you know, you're welcome to bring that friend in all the time without paying. So if I just want to charge that one person $20 for a one class, you know, that, that won't go a long way. That's not going to, that's not gonna put food on the table. So if, if they're happy and that member is happy because they can bring their friend, maybe that member will you know stay for longer and pay, pay more and that will end up being much more money. Gotcha. And I love the strategy. I think the most important thing here is like have a system for marketing, right? So many people just kind of leave it up to the wind and then you just, you have no projections on how many new people are we gonna get in? How yeah. are we gonna people in? And then it's just really a guessing game of like, are we going to you know sign up new people this month? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I would, I'm a very numbers driven. So if you can look up, if you can look up with the lifetime of a member and how much money they bring versus how much money you're spending on ad spend, then, you know, as long as those are lining up, then you're probably doing something right. Yes, sir. So talk to me about, so things are opening back up, right? You, you just went through a kind of brutal nine months of not being able to operate over there in New Jersey. So now that things are open back up, kind of where are your sites at? You know, what's the big goal for the rest of this year? Right now, I, I, if we can continue to break even for another, you know, I think six months and, you know, have some kind of influx, I'll be pretty happy. So, all right, and I just want to stay in the game. Why not, why not more than that? What do you think stops from, from, from going past that faster? I think, you know, without, if people are scared. So, you know, and I think too, like we're in a very urban area, so that helps and doesn't help. I think we had a ton of people just, you know, vacate the area. So I think it's going to take time for people to come back, get time for people to be comfortable in the gym. You know, I, I, I would say these last three weeks have been amazing. And we've had a, you know, a, we've had another 10, 15 members sign up in the last uh, two weeks. So if that continues, that'd be amazing, but I don't want to get, I don't want to count on that. So I want to, I, I think maybe having that, staying in the break even type of type of realm will maybe in for keep my mindset hungry gotcha. so where I, yeah so i mean my, i think my goal would be within the next year hopefully to get back to where we were yes back up to the 400 member mark right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely you ever see yourself opening up multiple locations again 
this one for right now. <laughs> I like the I love the gym and I wouldn't trade my experiences for it in the for the world. But you know, I, I've done it for 10 years. I have I have the itch to, you know, to expand to expand and you know, I want to keep learning and the the gym's amazing, but you know, I want to see what else is out there. And dude, sometimes there's the time for that. For me, that was um, a couple of years ago. That's when I decided to sell and actually come over here on Jim Launch's side. So okay, yeah, it's you know, it's business, man. It's, you know, it's not meant to be permanent. It's meant to to grow, make an impact. Yeah, right. And then move that's on. how I look at it. Absolutely, I would. I want to keep the gym open. I want to keep the gym strong. I always want to look forward to going there. But you know what you know speaking to people like having the three locations was like you know from having one location my duties on a day to day basis is one thing having two locations is another having three locations it's you know jim's managing your 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 staff is gets very fickle and yeah. you know i think people can be like you know where's adam you know we have I'm here every day, but I don't see Adam. But that doesn't mean I'm not working. I wasn't there earlier. And it's a hard thing to, to it's a challenge. Yeah, scaling brings its difficulties. So yeah. Adam, if there is something, you know, let's just say that, you know, you're gonna, you're, you're good. You, you grow this business back to where you want it to be. You're able to sell it. But if you could go back, right? If you could go back 10 years ago when you're first getting started, when you're about, right about to sign that lease, you know, not what would you change, but what would be like the most, important piece of advice you would give yourself? I would, I don't know. I, I love the way I, I love my path. I think it's, you know, if you're willing to, to work hard, you know, every day, I think you, you get the things that you want to achieve, you know? So I think if you're there and you're smart, I think don't be in a situation where you're not willing to give anything away and people don't see the, the benefit of what you're offering. So I, I think, you know, making a, a fun, you know, our, my whole motto is like, be the third place. So it was, you have home and you have work and then you have this third place. And, you know, it's like integrated into our logo. It's, it was integrated into my life growing up. And I think, you know, having that type of mentality, you know, I think that's what's missing. And that's what really these group class type gyms, you know, that's what CrossFit is known for, right? They, they took a, they created all these communities and that worked amazingly. So it's like, stick to your, you know, stick to what you're offering and make it a, make it a fun place to be. And if you're, you're, you don't ever, if you're not good to people, then they won't be good to you back. So be the third place. I love that saying. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been cool. And I, I just work with people, you know, I, I, you know, I think uh, if you're there and people see you being passionate, then, you know, that that's goes a long way. I love it. Adam. So if someone is in New Jersey, if they're in that area, where can they find you at online? Yeah. Find us online, um, you know, intrepidgym.com. We have a uh, Instagram as well, you know, reach out, you can call us, uh, you know, I live uh, five minutes away. I'm there every day with my German shepherd and, uh, you know, it's a fun place to be. You're welcome to, anyone can come in. They don't have to pay either. They can come try us out, come every once in a while. Awesome, Adam. I appreciate you coming on today, brother. Thank you. Thanks so much. Nice meeting you. Guys, I hope that you got some great value from this one. I am sure that you did. Um, don't forget, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, and we will see you on the next one. Take care. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives on a daily basis. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with Jordan from United Strength and Wellness in Kingston, Ontario. Jordan, how are you doing? I am doing just lovely. It's hot, <laughs> hot as heck up here, but you know, it's all good. In, in Canada, in Ontario, hot is like, what, anything above 40 Fahrenheit? or <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Anything where the igloos start melting, you know? Right, exactly. It's problematic. In, in, in uh, I guess the... Uh, the real question is up there is you're in your one season, right? Or are you your one season of, of warmth? We have, we have four seasons. We have uh, pre-winter, winter, post-winter, and then kind of warm. Well, depending on when you guys listen to this, I'm here in the Northeast in New England, and we're about to get smashed by Hurricane Henri. So it's a great day, man. I'm still happy to be here, have you on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk some gym biz. So Break it down for me, man. Tell me about United. What is it that you do there? What's your specialty? What's going on at United Strength and Wellness? Yeah, so before I forget, because she'll kill me if I don't, my <laughs> my co-owner and I, uh, Elise, uh, we do semi-private training for uh, both general population and some work within our specific niches and our kind of specific uh, groups of interest. So we do a wide variety from everyone from uh, teenage athletes all the way to, I think our oldest client right now is 72. Uh, and we keep things uh, very personal and very coach friendly in the sense of we get a lot of interaction with all of our clients. Uh, we limit our groups to five people and uh, that's the way we like it. Awesome. True semi-private, right? Yeah. Getting that real attention translates to a million good things and everybody here knows uh, why you should do it. If you're listening and you're not doing it yet, offer it to your clients if you can, because there's a ton of benefit. Um, amongst other things, a little bit of camaraderie with other people, but not the big group atmosphere where people get lost. Also, as trainers, it helps you leverage small space. You're in about 1,200 square feet, right? So you don't need a mega gym to leverage your time, right? You can only be there so many hours a week you and Elise are both full-time trainers working in, in the gym as much as, as you can, right? Besides yeah. working on the business, you guys are in there too. So people come in and it's, they're working with you or working with her, right? Yeah, exactly. And we found, I, I had a small like uh, home gym before and uh, I just found with the personal side, it was either very expensive for people uh, and, or you just don't get that camaraderie with a small group feel. So this was uh Definitely the way to wait, the way to go for us. Yeah, it's it's great for so many reasons, and I love that so many gym owners are embracing it. Uh, it lowers the barrier of entry a little bit for clients, mm -hmm. but not too much that there isn't still a value on it, and that you can really just work with people who are 
results oriented and aren't just there to pass some time or because it's the cool thing. Like there's a little, a little more degree of seriousness. And um, I think we all like that as coaches, um, you know, if you really kind of nerd out on programming and movement and things like that, which, you know, thankfully a lot of our listeners do and want to pay attention to your clients, it's great, but it also means you, you don't get stuck on one thing. You get to rotate and get, it keeps you fresh too, I think. So I, I think it's one of the best models that exists out there right now. So you guys, like everybody else, you got punched in the face a couple of times by COVID, but you're still here. So congratulations on that. Um, you are sitting about 40, 50 members right now that you have. Um, how many of them have been with you since the get-go? And what are you doing to get more right now? So I'd say within the first, well, I was going to say within the first six months, but this first six months were, you know, five months of shutdown. Um, but since the beginning, we've had about probably half uh, that have, sorry, half the current group of people that we have have been since the beginning, essentially. Um, and like I said, we were, we were open for six days before the first shutdown. Oh, which was uh, very exciting. Yeah, we opened on March 1st, 2020, and uh, we're shut down on the 7th, I think. Um, so it's been uh, a lot of logistical challenges since then. Um, so we've had to obviously go with different approaches in terms of marketing and um, just our general approach to sales uh, in regards to which point in the shutdowns we've been. So we can talk about what that's looked like over time and I'm sure we've got all kinds of questions on that. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do during shutdown? Were you doing any Zoom? Were you doing remote programming? Did you go online? Were you in people's backyards, you know, watching them do uh, squats and curls from 10 feet away with uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in milk jugs? Yeah. So we did um, a completely asynchronous approach. Um, so we, we did individual programming still, just like we do with our semi-private. Um, and we did everything through video submission and then video review um, twice per week, just what we did. Um, and that works really well or worked really well for our client base, specifically because all of these people were already using our training app anyways. So it was a pretty quick flip um, to just get them training uh, with their home program based on whatever equipment they had. And some people had full gyms, uh, some people didn't have anything. So we got really good just like everyone else did at uh, being diverse in our programming approach while, while still staying within our framework. Gotcha. So what did you do to try to increase revenue, get new people into that program, if anything, during the shutdowns? And what are you doing now? So my niche or my, the, the if I had to choose one group of people that would represent me, it's the volleyball community, the recreational volleyball community here. Um, again, not that we don't work with general population, but I'm a volleyball guy. Uh, so when it came to marketing to that niche and that group of people, um, it was predominantly the, the conversations were, were directed towards return to play. And our marketing was all about, hey, we need to stay healthy. We need to stay active because if we don't, um, we know what happens when acute spikes in workload uh, happen and we get returning to sport without, you know, physically preparing our bodies. So that was kind of the central messaging around it. It was, hey, this sucks, but once we get back, we need to be physically um, ready for that sport. 
aside from that, uh, similar conversations from a marketing perspective, just around the mental, uh, like not only the physical, but the mental, mental health aspects of training, just because so many people um, around here, and I'm sure with you guys as well, struggle with the anxiety, depression that comes with lockdowns and all of the, you know, all that fun stuff I didn't have to tell you about. Yeah. So has this mostly been just social media, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, blog on your website? Yeah. So organic stuff, not like putting out paid ads that say like work out during lockdown, don't be stressed and depressed and out of shape, that type of thing. Yeah. It's, I'd say mostly, but pretty much entirely social media. So also quick shout out. Hope this is cool. Uh, we've been working with, um, this whole crazy adventure since lockdown started with Frank Benedetto of the Honey Badger Project. Uh, he's saved us entirely. Um, he's very uh, mission-based, uh, predominantly works with physiotherapists and clinicians, but uh, he's been able to help us find our message. And I don't think we would have survived the lockdown without those guys. Yeah. Always good to throw a shout out to, you know, whoever, whoever's giving you a hand along the way. Yeah. Right? So, Him and everyone uh, else. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It takes a village to uh, to raise a business these days or to keep it afloat. You know, you really find out where your community support is there. So um, once people come into the facility, are you doing consults? Is Elise also doing consults? It, does it just matter who's, who's more or less available? And what does that look like? Yeah, so to be honest, most of our um sales process is more online and through social media and our website than anything else we don't get a huge amount of walk-ins um so we, we both you know run our social media page for the gym and we have our own pages that address you know our specific groups of interest um so a lot of that process happens online which is good because it's kind of whoever fits the profile of the the member best gets to take over the process there'll be the odd time where we do have walk-ins and, you know, it turns into whoever's working at that time predominantly. So basically you find that right now, because most of your people coming in are either through some type of social media relationship or word of mouth or referral, they pretty much know what they're going to get when they walk in or when they call you. So it's just a matter of, hey, I know somebody or I've seen what you're doing. I want that. How do I do it? Yeah. And then we, again, we've kind of learned this, uh, this, like we call it like an unscripted sales approach where we've got this general idea of, you know, talk to the person, gain rapport, um, and then really dive into why they need help. Like, what is their pain point that they need help on? Why aren't they getting it yet? What have they tried? All that kind of stuff. And then if we're a fit to help them move towards that goal, then that conversation gets steered towards there like we don't we don't want to help people that we that we're not qualified to help and that don't really fit our profile right yeah so you're staying in your lane as far as what your niche is and where you can best serve them so you're not just taking anybody and also you're only you only want to help the people that you think are good culture fit that are good personality community fit because they're going to have to mesh with three or four other people at the same time. Yeah, I'd say more of the culture fit. We're, we're not, we don't have a very strict filter when it comes to the type of people that come in for goals, but it's more of a culture fit than anything else for sure. Just because it is, like we said, semi-private, so it's max five people. And if one person doesn't fit into the, 
the culture that we're creating, you know, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb and then the other people are going to suffer. And we're trying to protect our people as much as we can. So right now with just you and Elise, you're at 40 to 50 clients and I'm sure there's some natural ebb and flow there. Do you have a, a max capacity, a number, a goal for where you want to bring that? Yeah, so number? our plan is to bring on at least uh, one other coach in the, the near future, if not two. Um, and then right now we just have a specific uh, set schedule of, you know, I think we have, gosh, off the top of my head, five groups in a day that come in and we do 90 minute sessions. Um, so that's going to be expanding. Is that I like that 90, yeah. 90 minute. It's just a little different than the standard boilerplate 60. So, yeah. And we just, we found that, you know, people have different schedules and if we've got set times and one of them falls in between and they need to come in for a different amount of time, it works really well with the semi-private because we can just make their program reflect that without having to worry about starting at 501 on the dot. Uh, That's cool. That just one more thing to differentiate yeah, yeah. you in the marketplace and, and if your mission is to serve people at you know the best level you can, uh, that's a different accommodation than a lot of people uh, will make. And I, and I mean to cut you off, but I just want to make sure that point didn't get missed. If someone's listening, you don't have to just do 30 or 60, right? If you build your price points the right way to reflect what you want to make as a business in order to profit, reinvest, grow, you can do whatever length session, whatever type session you want that allows you to fulfill whatever your goal is, so. 100%. And yeah, so in terms of the growth, um, once we, well, some combination of adding new coaches will uh, just help us expand into new time time slots, um, more spots on the weekends, you know, stuff like that. And it'll also help us uh, to just tap into new markets because it's not just the in-person that we do. We've talked about this a little bit. We do the semi-private, but we also have our, asynchronous online systems as well yeah so do you have a number in mind where like let's say perfect world you bring on two coaches they're hungry they're ready to go you you try to get your space at as close to full utilization as you can where does that bring you 100 150 yeah you're not trying to get to a thousand members in 1200 square feet for no sure. exactly and this is to be fair iteration 1.0 of the gym um, mm -hmm. if things take off, I'm sorry to, to answer your first question, because I <laughs> accidentally keep dodging it, no, probably, okay. probably about a hundred, maybe a bit more Okay. Um, in terms of, you know, being 80, 90% full because, you know, ebb and flow, he gets some attrition. Um, and let's be honest, the schedule is never going to be a hundred percent perfect. <laughs> it's just uh, not how life works. You can't get people to work out where, where you want to. And I appreciate you, you know, throwing a number out there because, that's one of the number one questions we get. People always want to know, where are you? How big is your gym? How many people do you have? How do you do it? Yeah. And it's just like space and numbers only work if you know the format. So um, I think what you were leading into is maybe there's a goal down the line to, if you maximize your space and you feel like um, you need to grow, not you just don't want a big space for the sake of it, but you're not afraid to say, all right, I can't help any more people here maybe we need to look at a bigger space. Yeah, and I will put a, a qualifier on that, that uh, COVID has made us second think twice about that multiple times, because <laughs> um, obviously bigger spaces come with bigger uh, overheads. And if there's no cash flow going into that revenue or that revenue stream, then 
could be problematic really quick. We've got a couple of friends around here that are gym owners with, you know, 10, 15,000 square feet that have been closed for, I think the stat is something around like 11 out of the last 16 months or something. So. Yeah. And in, in the, all my conversations with gym owners and different things that I see, it really seems like the highest level of security that you can get from a practical standpoint before you move into a bigger space or a second space, whatever is, you know, I think people really need to have probably somewhere five to six months of operating expenses put aside yep. before they should think about that. And granted, COVID may have blown that number out of the water for some people, but if you're closed, your expenses go down too. So at least you're you're paying your rent. Maybe you can put food on the table and then other things happen. But a lot of people jump that gun and don't maximize beforehand. So it's it's a terrible kind of smack of reality that we've all gotten in the industry, but it makes you realize like, all right, maybe I shouldn't just go for that next shiny object. So yeah. when people come in and they sign up, right? They go through your intro process. Is it a standard because you only have semi-private or majority is just semi-private? Um, are they buying packages, 10 sessions, monthly? Is there yes. one thing that's the most common that people come in and buy? So we do monthly. Um, okay. predominantly we're doing we're introducing a three-month introductory period uh for level players uh, which is all kinds of fun but uh yeah our main our main model is monthly um and the pricing reflects that yeah and do people do they have you know one or two options you know two times yes. a week, three times a week something like that yeah so for our in-person we do uh we have three options right now we have a hybrid where people come in once a week and then do the rest of their sessions at home uh, we have twice a week and three times a week. Okay. So no unlimited, which is, I'm always thrilled to hear that because as cool as it sounded five years ago, there's all kinds of downside and the industry is coming around to it to where, you know, they're only offering unlimited, maybe to somebody who does something wild, like pays in full for a year or True. it's on a promotion and it's a really big reward. But other than that, um, it really just, it makes it so much harder to figure out your business. So yeah, for, for, for not doing that and making it really hard to figure out your business model. Well, that was the thing for us too, because we have these very specific 90 minute intervals that are like, they're functionally reserved week to week. You know, we have some floaters that where people move around, but people have a pretty set schedule when it comes to when they come in. So with an unlimited model, we did get worried that, you know, People say, hey, I'm paying for unlimited. I can come in whenever. And we have this relatively full schedule. And they say, well, not really. And then, you know, those conversations just get awkward. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of, uh, there are a couple upsides, but there are a lot more downsides once you look at it from a business point of view. Yeah. It's really cool to think of for those of us, like I started just as a member at a gym, bought the gym. And I was like, yeah, unlimited is great, right? I'm getting a super bargain. I use the heck out of this thing. It's like five bucks a class, but you know, the gym owner's not making any money and no. that's why he had to sell it to me. So yeah. in a nutshell, not the best idea. So everybody knows COVID is, is the, was the monster, you know, under the bed that came out over the last year and a half, but presumably we're pretty close to the other side of that. What do you see as your, right, your biggest challenges? What are, what keeps you up at night? Like, what are you thinking about as a business owner on a regular basis, presuming you can just stay open a while. 
Yeah. So again, I'll, I'll give the qualifier that lockdown number four has me keep up, kept up right now at night. Um, we're getting some kind of fourth wave here and what that looks like. We'll see. Um, yeah, past that it's given we're like a higher ticket item. Like I, I'm confident in what we do, but you know, there is attrition and that, uh, that idea of just, you know, stars align one day and a bunch of clients happen to leave at the same time. That makes me nervous, I would say. Um, but again, we've, we've created a culture where it's not just a gym. It's, it's a, it's a family and that's, that's only getting more and more tightly woven. So not too worried from that front. Um, so under the things I can control, I'm pretty happy. I would say, um, maybe not the answer you're looking for. (laughs) No, that's, that's fine. You know, there's always, there's different things and it's really hard. Like with COVID looming and, and being kind of in the middle of it to, to get past that. But maybe, you know, maybe once that's over, you know, things are just puppies and rainbows for a little while. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like everybody could use a break right now there. So do you have, um, do you have timeline goals as far as what you're looking at? Like if you, I always get into my hope in doing this is I can revisit gyms in a year maybe yep. two years and, and do these like little update, you know, maybe quick update. Where are you? What's going on? Do you have timelines in your head or are you just crossing your fingers and, and hoping that, uh, that one day at a time is, is the best thing you have right now? So I'll speak out of both sides of my mouth here on one side. Yes. And, uh, we've got this idea to be 80% full within, you know, a moving target because it was going to be, you know, within six months of opening, within eight months of opening, within a year and a half. And then, you know, that just kept getting pushed back by COVID. Like we've been open for, I think it's five weeks right now since the last lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so assuming things go well, I'd love to be something like 80% full by Christmas, if not, you know, uh, spring. Either by Christmas or by Boxing Day, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tight window. If not, you know, we're just going to, we're going to pack up shop. Sorry guys. It didn't work. Um, yeah. So yes, there is a, there's a moving target based on realistic expectations. Cause one thing I kind of realized people that I've learned a lot of people that give very specific target numbers. Mm-hmm. And then I ask why they have that specific number. And they're like, cause that's the goal. I'm like, cool. <laughs> My goal is nice and high as well. And uh, if you don't have any data to back that up and it's just kind of based on other people's stuff, it's it's up in the air. Yeah, yeah. And that was that's always kind of where we go into from there is like, what's your goal and why is it that? Yeah. But it sounds like you've, you've thought it through and it's this because my expectation is I can do this. And you're totally right. You know, if you just, a, a goal without a plan is a wish, right? More or less. And you could just say, yeah, I'm a million dollars by new year, you know, whatever. Like, Make um, it two. Yeah. What the heck? Right. Hey, now you're being greedy, man. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So, Get around that. Back. So my next favorite question, you've been doing this. You kind of are on the other side of COVID. You weathered most of what it's been. Uh, you've had a different career change. You've seen, you know, different things go on and you still wanted to come into the business and you're still here. So if somebody's listening, they're thinking about going into the business or they started and, and things, you know, they're, they're kind of worried in the atmosphere we are, like, what would you say to somebody who's either in it and feeling uncertain or thinking about it? 
I will refer to Frank, the, the business, uh, our, our mentor for this. It's get really, really connected with why you do it. And not only from a get you through the hard point, but like the, the sticking points mm -hmm. kind of view, but more from the, if you have a really clear idea of why you do it and it matters to you for a reason that really, that really impacts the world, and you talk about that reason a lot, you're gonna attract people that resonate with that. And you know, in our in our model with semi-private or something like semi-private, you don't need a lot of people. You need you need a, a small group of really committed people that buy into the reason that you do it. Like it's the old Simon Sinek quote: "It's uh, people don't don't buy don't buy you for what you do; it's why you do it." Right? And that's been the biggest difference for us. Because as soon as I started talking about uh, my reason uh, in terms of why I got into training, like why I left my former career and all of the, the accompanying things that went into that, people started reaching out to like, I get it. I want to be a part of this. So I'm not sure if that's where you want to go with it, but yeah, it's where my brain went. It's wherever you want to go with it, man. We yeah. like to get freestyle with some, some of the stuff, you know, super tactical, just, you know, the what and the how yeah. and all that stuff. But the why is great. And I love when people bring up Simon Sinek. He's one of my favorite authors. And, you know, the, the starts with why is great. And one of the other quotes that I love from him, um, in, when you're talking about numbers and how many you need, um, he says, numbers of people aren't people. Their numbers. Love that. And there's just, if you really sit and think about that, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in that. And everybody wants to know, like, what's the number? What's the number? But if you don't have the why behind it, it, it falls flat. So, one of the, the things, I forget if this was through Frank or a video, I was watching one of Tony Robbins talks and uh, he was, it wasn't, it was somebody, you know, somebody of that nature. And uh, they were talking about social media. Yeah, exactly. They were talking about social media. And they said, there was somebody asked a question of, you know, I only got 100 followers. What do I do? And he said, okay, I want 10 people to stand up right now. And he said, what's your name? 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 And he turned to the person and said, are these 10 people not good enough to be helped? And then what time is it by 10? That's how many people you actually have. Like 100 followers doesn't seem like much when you're in this, you know, crazy social media game. But you don't need many people. You need a passionate group of people that you care about that resonate with your messaging. So it's hard to disassociate and say, "Hey, I, I want to get you know 10,000 followers because I want my blue check mark." But in our game, it's more about how you can help the followers that you have more than just you know, accruing bots, right? Yeah, paying paying for followers and oh god, yeah, just, I'm uh, just getting that uh getting that dopamine hit every oh, yeah. time you you know you cross that next threshold. I refresh, guess. refresh, refresh. Yeah. And I know you're a fairly new business, but a lot of our our gym owner listeners who have been in it for a while will realize if you if you haven't seen it yet, I think it's one of those things where those huge numbers don't translate into people coming into the gym unless you're telling a real story that people resonate with. And even then it's hard, you know, on a good day, Facebook and Instagram might show a post to uh, two or 3% of the people who follow oh, yeah. them. It's nothing. Unless you're crushing it or you're an influencer or something like that, 
or you're paying, right? Paying, yeah. paying them is the reason why they want people there. And it's just all a game in and of that. And it's, it's a great game to play. You know, if you get into the world of paid advertising and Facebook and Instagram, especially like I'm super envious uh, of my gym brothers and sisters in Canada because the ROI is just so much great. I've seen it, you know, in the States here, it's with a good solid program. If you really know what you're doing, you probably get three to one, which uh, there aren't a lot of other businesses where you can't say like, Hey, if I put in a dollar, I get three. That's yeah. great. But in Canada, we, I often hear uh, from the different people that I'm speaking to that it's, it's four or five to one. It's, you know, it's like I might trade that for some cold weather someday and just, just go <laughs> like, it's just, it's just fantastic. And um, that's an area you haven't delved into just yet. Right. No, not too much. Like our, our marketing budget obviously is pretty small just because we're starting up and we're apprehensive and, you know, Frank calls it scrappy marketing and or the organic marketing funnel and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're trying to maximize that. And we still have a lot of ways, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, room to grow there before we get into the paid stuff. So still lots to do. And again, like we talked about the, the finding your why and talking about your message. And if you can combine that with paid eventually, then you're off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good time for sure. All right. So we're just on the topic of social media and followers and things like that. We are coming to a close, but before we do, I still want people to come and find you and follow your social media and your website. There we go. So where can they find you um, on the web, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Google so, Plus? Is that still a thing? I don't know. <laughs> there's There are too many things. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Twitter. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not on Twitter yet. Yeah. See, you're going to do yeah. it. See, yeah. You know, well, you need to get on Twitter so you can take the screenshot and repost it on Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. So our gym's Instagram handle is United underscore SW strength, strength and wellness. Uh, my personal is side out, side out dot stronger. Um, it's a, like I said, my, my big niche is my volleyball people and uh, we're, we're working on a, pretty cool educational platform for that. So stay up to date for that. Um, and our uh, website is www.unitedstrengthandwellness.com. We have like the longest URL ever by accident. And every time I send an email, I second guess why I took that one, but Hey, you know, hindsight's 2020. I've, I've been in that, been in that boat before. It's like, I have a really cool name, but thankfully these days, nobody's typing URLs. Exactly. So, so it makes it a lot better. In the old days when, you know, everybody didn't have link trees and things everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much to type. People will be like, I'm not coming to your gym. The, the name is too long. <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> I guess that, that could be a really good filter for people that you just don't want. It's like, if my, if my website's too long, you might be afraid of work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this thing up. So for those out there listening, that's another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. If you like what you heard, you got some knowledge from this and want to get more, we're dropping episodes on a regular basis. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review wherever you found us. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description. There's an application and we'll get with you and try to get you on ASAP. It's another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. And from us here at Gym Lords Nation, Jim Ward's out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. All right, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Jamal Lawson. And in a world of Instagram flexing and basement gurus, as the biggest, most successful coaching company in the industry, we have made it our duty to go directly to the source and give a voice to the people in the trenches, the gym owners, right? So today I have with me Rodney Stickney. How are you, Rodney? How are you? I'm doing great. Great, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome. Um, it's, been, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Rodney, do, tell us where you're from, where your gym's located, and the name of your gym. Okay. Um, actually, I'm in Oswego. I'm from Aurora, Illinois, originally, and uh, my club is in Oswego. It's just outside of Aurora, Illinois, and um, I've been in this location for 10 years, and um, yeah, we're a boutique style, obviously. Okay. Okay, so boutique style gym. Um, and so I, I like to go to the beginning, right? And so you've been at this location for 10 years. Like, tell us, like, what inspired you to do this? Open this gym, be involved in 10 years. Like, what's your, what was your inspiration? Well, you know, I, I've been teaching. I've been in fitness over 45 years. And I've worked for some some really awesome companies. I worked with Chicago Health Club from 1977. Then I went down to Florida for seven years, ran clubs right. there, came back, went back to Chicago Health Club. Amazing company. They, uh, I did really, really well with them. And um, then in, and what happened with me is that, you know, when I go to a club and I work for a company, I huh. treat that place like it's my own. I I just put my heart into it because I, I love what I do. I'm very blessed. As everyone knows, if you're in fitness, you love what you do. You have to have passion for what you do. And so I think the last two companies that I was at, I was there for nine years at both these clubs. And I found that the management, in it, the, it was just really hard working for management that um, – you, they would ask your opinion and ask me to help. And I would do these things and, and it just would, you know, was in one ear and out the other. And, you know, I found myself struggling. I'd go to work because there was just a lot of politics. And I thought, you know, if I go to work and I love what I do and I'm happy, I, I go in, the members love me and I love them and I, I'm doing my thing. Um, and you leave there and you're disappointed. You're, you're sad. You know, there's something wrong. So 
I thought, you know, um, I had a little injury. That, so the, what happened was I, I worked uh, at a company where I work with a lot of doctors and physicians. And I would yeah. do seminars at the hospital with them. And I, I probably trained a, a lot of the, um, the board members or their spouses. So I, I really was doing quite well. But I wasn't, I wasn't really, I was leaving there and not happy because of the direct management I was under. Um, and I think that's what inspired me because I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to work this hard, I can do this to, with my, I can do this right. myself. So I found a, a, a location that was right in the middle of like a, a geographic area where I've trained. I've been in this area for so many years. I wanted to get where I'd still have some clientele at different places and, and having a name like Rondi, you know, most people you know, that's not a common name. So that's why I named my company Rondi's Self, S-E-L-F. It stands for Soul Energy Lifestyle Forever. So I, I put Rondi's up there on the on the building. And so it's really cool because people drive by and they're like, oh, I knew I knew her 10, 15 years ago. So I have people that had come from all over that I've okay. had in my classes. So it's, it was really inspirational for me. And and. I, sometimes I'm like, had I known it was going to be this difficult, holy crap, you know, would I have left, you know, because I'd have vacation pay and sick days and stuff that you right. don't get when you own your own company. You're just, you know, you're out there and I'm working 70 hours, 80 hours. And I did that for probably the first six and a half, seven years. Yeah. And then eighth year came by, ninth year. Now I'm doing good. I'm out right. of the red. Everything's going great. I finally, you know, it, it takes a lot. And and I think one of the biggest struggles that I had was finding other people that would that will work for you that are as passionate as you are, that, yeah. that don't yeah. want to sit on their cell phone and text their friends while they're training somebody. I'm not paying them to do that. Right. So, you know, that was my hardest struggle. So I found myself here from opening at 530 in the morning, 5, 6 in the morning till eight, nine at night. Well, yeah. you know, that that's really hard on a, on a life, but I did it because I was, I'm too stubborn to, to give up. So I, I just kept going with it and it paid off. Um, and then COVID hit, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And that just like, whoo, craziness right. from then. So, so tell us, you hit on a couple, you hit on a few good points. Like, so sounds like, you know, your inspiration, um, you know, going from, going from, corporate right to owning your you know your own facility right? right um obviously that's a that's a transition and you're now you're in entrepreneur mode right, right? um you're working you know 60 70 hours a week what is you know tell us what to get to where you are today and we'll talk about that like what have you learned what's the biggest things what's the biggest thing that you have learned throughout the last 10 years that you want to share you know, I think that you have to believe in yourself and you have to set your goals and your dreams and 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 put them out there and and don't give up. You know, there was many times like, you know, my boyfriend would be like, "Honey, just you can walk away and go work somewhere else and make more money." But to me, 
I I started this and I, I started this and I wasn't going to give up. I think right. that you just got to, if you're going to own your own place, you got you to be ready to put in the time and, right. and know that, you know, your day doesn't end when you go to work. I'm still at home making phone right. calls and calling people and such. So and what, what was your motivation? Was it more like, because you said, talk about, you talk about, you know, giving up, which I don't, you know, I, I understand that. I don't like that word, but you know I mean like maybe more or less like, okay, this is, doing something else. What was your motivation to stay with it? Was it for your clients? Was it you? Was it a big picture vision? Like, what was that? You know, it was, actually, it's all of that. It, it was me because, you know, it, if I go way back, I think the struggles in life, like being a, you know, a single mom, I was a single mom through this. And, and when you realize, hey, you can, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. It ain't going right. to be easy. And it wasn't easy. I mean, there you know, I, I made half the amount of money that I was making. And I was just think. sometimes I think to myself, are you freaking crazy? You right. know, but, you know, I did it because then you see how you change other people's lives. And then I had more people coming to work for me teaching and you know that you're part of their income. So, and, and when you change people's lives, I could do that at a corporate style too. But when I opened this place, I wasn't going to give up on it because I've never given up on, on anything. When I put my mind go. to it, you, I'm going to do it. So, okay. so character, right? Character, yeah. right? And, it, and you're helping a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, got you. So a big picture, right? You said year seven or eight, you really started to see growth is that what you're saying right right well right. yeah where you're you're starting to like hey you're not in the red anymore and like hey i can i've got more people to work for me i can get out of here at five o'clock at night maybe go home and have a decent dinner right you're making some money you have some take home yeah right you, yeah you know, you're not working are... 70 hours that, you know got you so let me ask you this just for you know just kind of get clear on this like it took you six seven years and like you know, to own your own business, the goal is to help and serve people, but the goal is also to to make the money that you want to make, right? Make the, right. you know, increase the revenue. Why do you feel like, because it doesn't always have to take six, seven years. What what challenges did you have? Do you feel like it took that, you know, took you six, seven years to really get out of the red? Like, what challenges do you think you had? Was it more systems? Was it more like, what, what was it? You know what? I think I really lacked in my systems. And and I think I should have reached out more and and instead of thinking uh, I can do this, I should have reached out for probably more assistance. And right. um, it, because even though I ran clubs for all these years and managed clubs, you know, you, you come into it going, okay, I know what I need. This is my, the, this is what it's going to take to run the club. I've got to have the instructors. Here's my payroll. What my payroll is going to run me. Here's what the club's going to take to operate as far as, you know, rent and utilities, uh, insurance. So I, I guess, you know, mine was, I would have probably done a whole lot better, a little faster, but we, I came into it in a bad economy too. Yeah. So, so okay. that kind of hurt me off. So I was, I was kind of banking on, Hey, I've been in this area a long time. I have a good following and I think I'm going to have a lot of people come in gotcha. now. I got to be honest, I didn't have as many people follow me as I thought were going to come over. Right, right. You know, so right. that was a little bit of awakening. But mm -hmm. but again, there, you know, there goes that that determination and that stubborn in my character that I was like, yeah. oh, hell no, 
I'm going to make this work. So I'm going to, if I have to teach, I'll teach these couple classes. And I had uh, a trainer here that was, you know, uh, he did a lot. So, you know, we made it, we made it work. And I, I worked on my marketing. I probably in hindsight definitely should have got more help in the beginning. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I I appreciate that, that feedback. So it sounds like, System, a more of a systematic approach, so you can able to to grow and scale with that, right? You know, right. A, a lot faster. And you hit on a good point, like leaving a, you know, uh, if you're leaving a trainer job or a corporate job, not everybody that you think is gonna follow you is just gonna follow you. Right? Oh, right. And right. so if you don't have systems, then how are you gonna be able to generate clients? Right. right? So do you feel like, um, so you're basically you're saying that the organic, you were getting clients organically, but you were banking on a lot of people following you. You had to figure other ways to get clients. I had, I had enough people come with me, you know, to follow me enough people follow me to where it was, it was good. I was holding my own, but then you got to go out and get, and get the rest because that's not what you're into it for is just to be even, you know? So we all want to, at the end of the day, start having to be, you know, out of the red, right. That black area. Right. Um, cool. So awesome. So I appreciate you sharing that. So like your journey to getting to where you're at now. So let's talk about what you guys do. Well, um, you know, what is, you know, let's talk about Rodney's self fitness. Um, you guys are, you know, a training one-on-one majority, right? One-on-one. Right. What stands out? What do you guys do better than anybody in your market? If you had to say, you know, I think what makes us stand out is that we, we really reach out like, our members, you know, we we not only know them by name, I measure them on a monthly basis. That's all offered in my membership. So you don't have to train with me. If you have a, a membership with me, I do your measurements. I will do the measurements. I weigh them on a weekly basis. They get a program that I developed about 13, 14 years ago. It's called Ditch the Diet. Now, I registered that program. So I what I did was I made it to where all the people I would sit down with, they would have bad habits. We all had bad behavior. So I developed this program on behavior training. So most people, portion control, out of whack. Second one was wrong choices. Third one was late night eating, eating that late dinner. So what I do is I go through and I give everybody my Ditch the Diet program. I give them 12 weeks of handouts and we talk about, you know, I weigh them and go, look, hey, don't, don't focus on that scale. Right. We're going to focus on on your on the composition of the body, and we're I want you to whatever we whatever we change in your life, it okay. needs to be a lifestyle change, not a short term fix. Gotcha. So this is what we do. We're going to help you change your bad behavior, and then I'm going to help you find your fitness niche because if you find your fitness niche, now you enjoy what you're doing. Guess what? You're going to do it forever because that's you you have to do something for people and show them that it's not about being a health nut. But it's about having a better quality of life as we as we get older. Yeah. And that we need we need that function. And not everybody wants to come in and do a boot camp. And some people want to come in and do yoga. But if you're, you know, in your 40s and you you know you need to lose 40, 50 pounds, yoga is probably not going to be the only thing you need to do. I'm glad you like yoga, but I'm going to have to add a few other things in here that you may not be as excited about. But, hey, in the long run, it's all about this big picture. So I'm going to try to make this as fun for you and get you excited as I am about this. 100%. Absolutely. So, you you know, you're talking about taking care of the clients, right? Yes. Um, but it's more than just fitness. It's a lifestyle change, right? Right. 
Absolutely. Um, and that's my tagline. You know, it's right. ditch the diet, it's lifestyle. So I take that and that's what I think sets us apart because right. I'm teaching them how to do this, not as a short term fix, but how to make it part of their lifestyle. Because I'm not a health nut. I like chocolate. I like to have a drink now and then. And 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 if I do, I, I tell them, look, if you eat this, then you know you can't eat that. Right. You know, so you got to pick your battles and, and make better choices more often right. than not. Got it. So, cool. so you, I think when they see that I'm passionate about that and that the people that work here are just as passionate about it, that they know I'm not here just to take their money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a great environment that they can come and you're finding, it sounds like you're finding solutions to their problems, right? It's solution-based, right. lifestyle-based. Um, it's not just about obviously like you, you're obviously you charge for your services, but it's about changing their life, transformation, you know, transforming their life. Um, like you were talking about, and holding them, you, you hit on something important, I think, is behavior, right? Absolutely. Changing their behavior first so they can get the result. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I have that program. I developed another one uh, for children called Take Charge, and I worked with okay. the pediatrician staff. Okay. So that one didn't take off, and the reason it didn't take off is because the parents were needing the that my other program and they if they right. didn't sign up for that if they weren't able to, if they weren't willing to change their own behavior they're certainly not going to change their child gotcha you know yeah so, so go let, ahead let's let's go into that um because you are you, you do have a, it sounds like you are talking about behavior change accountability right training absolutely and so what let's go into your you know your programs like what you know what's your one-on-one -on -one program um what's that what do you charge for your one-on-one -on -one sessions the one-on-one -on -one sessions range, you know, it's a range 75 an hour to, you know, 65 an hour. So depending on the, the package that they purchase. So when I sit down with somebody, I'm going to go over what their goals are. Uh, I'm going to do your, their movement assessment, find out where they're at, okay. and, and um, just give them a program that I'm going, okay, instead of focusing on a whole year, let's start with six months, you okay. know, instead of me trying to sell you something that you're going to, like, uh, be financially like, holy shit, what did I just get myself into, right. you know, and then, um, and then you, you're not going to be happy. What I'm, what I do is I set them down and I go, look, we can add, if I, if we do training, maybe three days a week, isn't going to work for you financially. Wouldn't we all love to have a trainer with us two and three days a week, but yeah. if it's not in your budget, it's not in your budget, especially with COVID. Right. We found a lot of people. So what I did was I tried to, I changed around a little bit of my interview, I would go through and talk to them about personal training, especially if they're interested in it, because I don't want to assume they don't, they can't afford it. But at the end of it, I looked at membership going, okay, let's do this. If these classes work for you and you can't afford the training, you know, to the way, to the extent that you'd like to do it, yeah. well, let's just do, maybe we do one a week or two a week for a while. And then you do this class and this class, and we'll make sure that the, the personal training complements what you're not getting in them classes. So, yeah. so now I got a membership and I got them training. Now, if they train once or twice a week, I give them classes because, hey, why not? Right. And they get, and I keep them accountable because we do the heart rate training, the my zone. I love my zone. 
Um, and because it helps with my online training clients, I train clients in different states. So if they were my heart rate trainer, I get all their data. Now I can see how hard they worked out while I was training them online. So, or even when I'm not online with them and I get their data. Now it keeps them accountable. So I can keep them accountable by their heart rate trainer and, and I can keep them accountable by my ditch the diet program because now they come in, I'm going to weigh you, but don't focus on that scale. Some people don't want to be weighed and I don't force it because I think some people get a little crazy about that whole weight thing. But I tell them it's a way to keep me account, keep you accountable to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's dial that in. So 65 to 75 for training, right? An hour. Right. Right. right? And so you, most people do two times a week, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Most do two, some do three. And then you've got, um, you know, I've got quite a few that do one a week. And then now I've got, quite a few that have been with me for so many years that I design workouts for them every four or five weeks and just give them a new workout to do. And so with, so with the, you know, with the, with the training, they they get twice a week or three times a week, whatever, whatever it makes sense for their goal. Right. 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 All right. Um, You know, and so, and then what's included, I guess, nutrition and coaching is included with that. Right. 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 Well, because we're not nutritionalists, I, I can't really obviously give them a meal plan, but I give them recommendations because right, I think right. if like my program, if I were to say my program, my ditch the diet program is like any diet, it would be more like a, a pre-diabetic diet because I'm going to look at sugars a lot. I'm going to look right. at, hey, what are your staples? And hey, instead of you eating this, Jamal, because I see that's a staple in your diet how about this or this or this instead because it's considered low to moderately low glycemic food choices so it's not going to keep spiking your blood sugar dropping you and now you're tired and you want more carbs or more whatever right right so so i tell them look so i'm going to show you so now you have the choices so rather than me give you a meal plan which you'll follow for a while but now you're not learning to make your own choices right you need to learn how to make your own choices. So let's do this. Instead of micromanaging your life and weighing food out, let's eyeball it. And that's about how much protein you need. And and we're going to go through, you know, I, I I think you need more protein in your diet. You're, you know, you're in your 30s, 40s, blah, right. blah, blah. So you're going gotcha. so to, you know, go through what, recommend what they need based on their goals. Right. Makes sense. Now, so how many members do you guys have current present day? We're probably, well, like I, you know, my class membership is down about 50%. I still have, I'm very blessed. I still have my members that believe in me and still, still continue to pay on their monthly membership because they've been with me so long that they want to, they want to support us. So what I do is when they come back, I've just added that time back on because I think it's the fair thing to do. So If I answered your question, if I, to answer that, I probably have probably 75, any, somewhere between 70 and a hundred, you know, coming in on a coming weekly in. basis. Okay. And so you have, and so just to be clear for the listeners, you have a membership, like people can come to to your facility and get a membership class only, right? Right. And then, and then, and then when that happens and then you sell them or do a consultation for personal training. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And so you have a hundred, you said you have 75 to a hundred members coming in. So you don't know exactly how many members there are. Is that what you kind of, well, that, there, that's about how many memberships I have, but that's not how many people are still coming in the door right now with COVID. 
Gotcha. Okay. You know, um, some of them okay. now, I, I went through that whole transition of adding streaming. So, and that was uh, quite of, uh, oh my God, yeah, production. Because yeah. I had to put a mixer and then a mic, you know, and, and the, the camera. So your, your video and your audio don't okay. lag. And then I had to run an Ethernet cable through my whole flipping building all the way to the other end where my studio is. So that Zumba, so all of it is like, it doesn't lag. And to get it perfect, you know, so that it sounded good quality on their end, you know, it that was quite a, quite a production. It took right. a while for me to, to, to really nail that down. I would say probably a good month before I finally got where my merch are going, hey, okay. she doesn't sound so bad. The, the worst thing now is that because we wear a mask, it's a little muffled, but at least the music sounds good. So, so going and 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 trying to go with the times now and compete against Pelotons and all these other places yeah. that are yeah. online now. Um, I do. They get my streaming classes included in their membership. If you want to, if you wanted to drop down to a stream only membership, I discounted oh. that. So then this way, I didn't lose that revenue. I discounted it, so I still keep them right. Right. Um, they can pay a little extra and get my on-demand library. Now they can go in the library and watch videos and do them at any time. So those are all things that you have to continue to, to roll with this. Kind whole of, thing. To continue to adapt. Yeah. You're, I'm adapting and I'm going to continue it. Like people are like, Oh, you're going to keep the streaming. Absolutely. If members are wanting to do it, I'll keep my, I've spent all the money on it anyway. Why wouldn't all I? Right. So, so you're, so are you, you're selling online, so are you selling an online program or you're Both. offering it to your members that are already currently paying it? Both. 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 If you already currently are paying me, you get it for, you get it with your membership. Yeah, with your membership. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're going, you know what, I'm not comfortable coming in. Can I just cancel my membership? Well, rather okay. than me cancel their membership, I'm like, Hey, look, how about if we do a stream membership? You know, now you can do it from your home and you're saving yourself a little money and, you know, and going that route. So, and I do promote the streaming membership, but, you know, when you're up against Pelotons and such, I'm only going to get the people in my area that know me or know of me. Got you. So, so question uh, about what is for your lead generation? What are you doing? Obviously, you know, you lost some, re you know, revenue when, yeah. when everything happened, right? You're building back up. You have online services, which which I think is great that you're offering online because obviously that's a that's a you know a hybrid to your your physical location. Plus, it's going to give you a better marginal business if something does happen as as of as of a shutdown, right? And right. so um, it shows that you're adapting. I understand that, right? What what's your lead generation? What are you doing for your lead generation process? How are you getting clients right now? Well, you know, obviously I, I do a royal, like a loyalty program where if they bring a friend, they get a free month and we do uh, events each. Like I have an event tonight and so you can bring a friend. It's 10 bucks. We do yoga and wine tonight. I'll okay. do one and we do Zumba and margaritas at the end. Okay. So I do little things like that and generate parties at least on a monthly basis. Um so my members are are great. I I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to go. Hey, look. Hey, when was the last time you gave me a review? Give me some reviews. So if you go online and you look at our reviews, five star. I'm like okay. so blessed. You okay. know that we're and and I've never paid Google a dime to increase our 
our uh, appearance out there because you know I, I always drive people to those to the like SEOs I've had people talk okay you need to drop you know do things like this so it's been hard work and especially because I am not techie you know I'm okay. I still type with two or three fingers you know so, 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 so it sounds like you you do organic events parties mostly organic word of mouth referrals yep yep, yep. Um, Facebook you know I do a lot of ads on Facebook and I'll do some like a, I did a Yelp thing and um, okay. I, I don't so do took, any any direct mailing anymore. I felt that that was a waste of money for me. Okay. Um, I didn't I didn't see the revenue come back in from it. Okay. So cool. So you've done you said it sounds like you've done some paid acquisition, paid leads, like paid ads on Facebook. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. And so is that something you do consistently, or or, or you're doing that right just period? Yeah. No, I do it monthly. I spend monthly. I I do it monthly, and then I um I've been with a program called Referizer. And, and, you know, I got to be honest, I think they're awesome. And um, I really need to utilize them a little, a lot more than I have, okay. but they're a great company out there too. And they do like texting, like my text, uh, they, text they work with mind body. Right. Yeah. So they work with mind body so they can get, they have access to all of my leads. So then they'll send them a, a promotion that I'm doing. Like I'm doing a BOGO right now with gotcha. training and training. Well, and many- energy. Right now, currently, how many people are you signing up? So tell us, I mean, how many people are you signing up monthly? Like, because I know you're on the, the path to get back to where you're at. How many people are you, new new people are signing up with you on a monthly basis? Oh, that's you know? nowhere near what we need to, to have it. So I'm probably picking up maybe uh, on an average, maybe 10 more, 10 memberships a month right now, right. which okay. January killed me. February was a little better. You know, um, okay. you know, March has been March is picking up, but um, I I see that like we offer. I have TRX boot camps, kickbox, Zumba, yoga. Right. I, I have all these programs, right. and then the old school stuff like step. I do step. I teach that kind of stuff. But um, okay. the the uh, aerial that was I was telling you before the aerial in my pole pole fitness. Okay. I've had it for 10 years and this year, uh, well, I would say the last year and a half, even through COVID, even through my right. shutdown, people, these girls want, are, want to keep, continue to do it. Okay. Uh, they didn't want to shut down. So it's, um, it's been really, really growing. And when you look at the revenue that that brings in and I'm paying, you're paying one instructor, you know, I'm bringing in and I have nine, 10 girls in there that are paying on an average 18 to $25 right. a class. Hey, that's going to, that's where I'm Better. focusing my marketing now. Right. And I was just going to ask you, so it's like the versus, you know, typically it's harder to advertise with the one-on-one. Are you advertising your group? Because, you know, you would generate more people in a group setting. If you're doing the poll classes, do you generate, do you advertise your, your group classes or are you advertising just your like, membership like no well i advertise so when you say group group training are you talking like like a like four or five people training no group like your poll class is like 10 people 11 people 12 people like that's something you would advertise because it's group right oh yeah 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 we're we're doing we're doing um a, a lot more with with that, especially because the the pole and the aerial have been growing so much. So I just added three classes in the last like six weeks. 
you know, okay. three more classes that are totally nine to 10 people in each class. Yeah, so I definitely do the marketing is working. Cause even, even my instructors were like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're converting them to memberships, right? Absolutely. So they have to do like a certain six week program, at least a six week program before we have them do a membership. Cause the, in order to do that. But the membership allows them to do aerial pole. And then if they want to do other classes, right. they can. Gotcha. And of the, I guess of the hundred members that you got, did you guys have 75 to hundred, you know, do you know how many people are, are doing or in your PT or, or your pole classes? Do you know like how? Yeah, I have, I have 54 right now in, in uh, pole and aerial. So, cause that's, that's a separate like entity because yep. most girls that do that aren't interested in doing my boot camp, you know? Gotcha. So, you know, so they're just, it's a different, so that's why I started with Rondi self fitness and I always had pole, but then I had to figure out, okay, back in 10 years ago, it was like, oh, stripper pole. You know, my mom was like, what? You still, yeah, you know, you're yeah, training yeah. strippers. And I'm right. like, no. So it took a little while to get away from that stigma. Yeah. But now when people see it, they realize, hey, this is, it can be very sexy or it can be very fitness. It can right. be whatever you want. If it takes that lady off a couch, hey, I did what I'm, I want to do. Right. So, and, and it's, it's awesome. I'm and I only have two other facilities that are like 10 miles away from me. So now they're coming here. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. So big picture, let's go big picture. Like, you know, what's, 12 months from now, you know, Rondi, if we're talking, what's that look like? What's the game plan? What's growth look like? Like, give us that vision, big picture. Well, my vision is to, is to get back to like 150 to 200 people, you know, okay. 200 members, um, you know, doing the, doing classes. Um, and that would be like, I would say probably because at the end of the day, you're, you know, my facility is 4,000 square feet. Right. So I have a studio with wood floors and the poles and everything. Right. So I have usually, and then I have the fitness area. And then in that area is my equipment on the other side. So I can run two classes. The The class memberships, really, they're bringing money in, but they're not going to bring in, you know, you're getting 50 to 75, $80 a month from somebody in and they're coming in, they're coming in your, your club three to five times a week. Well, I want to keep them, but the people that are spending the money, you know, I, the, the aerial and pole. So, yeah. so that revenue, I might have to adjust some things as I go along, because if that right. program grows, like it had, like it's doing, I might have to adjust and, and right. decide what I'm going to do later on with my space that I have. Right. Yeah. And focus on, you know, focus on that. Right. You know, they're right. paying more within a group setting, right? That's more, that's a better revenue right. stream. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, and you could use it. Have you thought you could use also use it as escalation to your, you know, one-on-one, right? One-on-one is your top levels to your service. You should, you should um, charge the most for your top service that you have, right? Which would be, which would be one-on-one. Right. Um, and then cool. So that makes sense. So big picture, you want to, pretty much double up where you're at now, get back to the 150, 200 members. Right. Um, and then what, what else is it maximizing your space? Is that the big vision? Are you still like, 
are you in the day to day? Are you more overseeing when you, a year from now? Like, what, what, talk about that. Well, I I actually in another year after doing this and going through this whole year of COVID, I I hope to be like one of those owners that I'll come in. I I don't ever see myself. Um, like retiring or, or not working or not teaching a class because I love it. Yeah. So I uh, I would come in, but but me doing still taking on because the last year I'm back to 60 hours a week right. and it's and it it sucks. So next year I don't I see myself like doing well enough where I'm gonna come in here I'm gonna do my thing and I'm looking for other trainers and other people that can do what I do and. Okay. and and uh, then I won't have to be here all those hours. Absolutely. So, you know, big picture is being able to scale a revenue so you can have hire other trainers to take you. Little, you're not going to get away from it totally, but you, you obviously you don't want to be doing 50, 60 hours a week, right? Right, right. Um, awesome. Cool. So that's big picture. Um, that's definitely where, where you want to head. What On the flip side of that, what challenges are you, do you see right now to be able to get there, right? Uh, and you know, to grow your facility, also to grow your online, you know, what challenges right now like are keeping you up at night? You know, I want to solve this. What do you think? Well, the, the I think the challenges for me are like, uh, because right now with COVID, I don't have the ability to hire somebody, you know, to go, hey, I'm going to pay you 40, 50 grand right now to come in and take all of this on for me. So, because it's just not in it for me right now until I get to that. But once I get there, so then I, I can bring You're saying COVID or you're saying because of the revenue is not where you were to be able to scale and hire some Well, well because of COVID, um, that, that really dropped down because, you know, I had hired a girl last year um, right before COVID. And so we were on our way to, I was on my way to, hey, I'm going right, to golf this right, year. Right, Woo yeah, my yeah. friends are like, yeah, we're going to get to see you more. I'm like, shit, right. that didn't happen. Didn't happen, right? Got it. Okay. So being able to, the biggest thing is being, you want to be able to hire somebody. Yeah. 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 And, and finding, finding that right person that's a good fit for our club too, because, you know, um, you know, I don't know if any other club owners find this, but I right. really have struggle finding um motivated people like these kids like they live with their parents so they you know hey if i yeah. show up i show hey, i'm late sorry you know i'm right. like what you know i mean i'm paying you 25 30 dollars an hour right. what's and going on could, <laughs> yeah. yeah could you please get your ass here 15 minutes early you right. know and maybe be ready and hey if you only got three people in class you maybe you need to like reach out yeah. and find out where all your other people are yeah what yeah. you know because if you want to continue to teach this class I shouldn't have to be on the phone finding out why they're not coming. You know, is your program stale? Is your work, you know, what do we need to do? Let's right. let me, I'll help you with that. But do you feel, yeah, do so you, I think the struggle is finding, finding that person that really they're that like, they don't need money now. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And what's the solution to that? Do you feel like, do you feel like you have the systems in place to be able to, give a new hire or something plug and play step by step so they don't even have to think you know what i mean yeah like, oh yeah i'll do i do a training a like say a little sales training yeah. you know i offer like my commissions I, I went up on my commission so like on my on my lowest sale for a year membership they make 40 dollars. Right. you know what hey 
what you know why wouldn't you yeah. want to do that yeah. i was at their age so motivated you know i man i i just can't believe that you throw that opportunity out there and and they still don't even take you up on it yeah yeah it's, it sounds like so more of a numbers game right just got to get in front yeah. of more people um so you can you know find the right person got you so this has been great um you know ronnie i definitely appreciate it we got a good idea about self Rondi Self Fitness, what you stand for, what you do well, right? Taking care of people, you're really passionate about it. Um, so that that's awesome. And, and you know, we wish you the best on your journey to get back to 200 members, get the, you know, get, get the facility to where you, you want it to be at so you can, you know, have more time for- uh, For me. For, for you, for maybe a wine <laughs> night, right? Right. <laughs> right, <laughs> you deserve that every now and then. So appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Jim Lords podcast today. And special thank you to Rodney Stickney, right? Is that correct? Rodney, yes, Rodney Stickney. Rodney Stickney, <laughs> right, for being a guest and sharing your story. Um, and make sure you guys subscribe to the Jim Lords podcast so you never miss an episode of real life fit pros and gym owners sharing their stories and insights. So we appreciate your time for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Rodney. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.